and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about UFO on fire over Scotland. That's correct, UFO on fire over Scotland. This article comes to us from the dailyrecord.co.uk. It says, Scott's UFO sighting takes new twist after American Marine had sighting in Texas. In September 2018, we told how a video surfaced online apparently showing an unidentified object on fire and in distress over the skies of Kippen, Stirlingshire. Now, this article is written by Chris Marzella, dated February 16, 2023. Now, on the site here, this dailyrecord.co.uk, there is a, a video posted, and it's spectacular. It's a um, fireball, trailing fire, uh, just dancing back and forth across the sky. First left, then right, then up, then down, then kind of spirals out of control. This video lasts a minute and 42 seconds. Uh, this obviously is not a meteor, okay? It uh, doesn't appear to be any kind of man-made object. It's in... And as uh, this ball of fire is going first left, then right, then up, then down, in these crazy patterns across the sky, and finally, and finally kind of uh, circling downward uh, out of existence, say, as it's doing that, it's leaving this trail of bright orange uh, flame behind it, and it looks like it's shooting off uh, bits of molten uh, metal. Okay, that's what it looks like. One person commented, is this what Tom DeLong's talking about? Well, quite possibly. This thing looks like it's ejecting all kinds of stuff out of it. And we've heard lots of reports about these UFOs ejecting uh, stuff that looks like molten metal out of the UFO. And these bits of uh, UFO metamaterial being collected and, uh, I guess you would say, absconded with by different uh, deep state Apparatus. Some of them still held by the government, I suppose, and some of them seem to have found their way into these uh, quasi-public-private organizations that are non-governmental. Now, the article says a former Marine claims a suspected UFO sighting in Kippen five years ago is real after he witnessed the same phenomena in a city in Texas. Retired veteran Bradley Stewart this week contacted the observer to detail how he witnessed the Kippen alien on three occasions in his hometown of Paris, Texas, back in 2010. In 2018, we told how a video surfaced online, apparently showing an unidentified object on fire and in distress in the skies above Kippen. The video was posted by a YouTube channel titled UFO of the Day and was submitted by an anonymous female subscriber who lived near the video, near the village. And like I said, you can watch this video, see this orange ball of fire with flame and looks like molten metal trailing behind it, just corkscrewing through the sky. It says, the video was captured after the woman heard a loud bang outside. I wonder if that's not when the thing maybe, you know, broke the sound barriers or rushed into Earth's atmosphere. She rushed to her balcony with her camera and she noticed that she described and she noticed what she described as a UFO flying erratically near a hill. In the video, the object could be seen to be seemingly on fire, with flames and sparks emitting from, this, emitting from it. The object was rapidly changing altitude and direction before tailing off and seemingly disappearing. The woman said she did not know what the object was, but she says she sure. But she says 
she is sure that it was not man-made. She added, it did not produce any kind of sound at all. When I analyzed the footage, I noticed the object ejected a lot of material. And you can see that when you watch this video. It's just like it's just spraying this molten uh, lava-like metal out, out, out in, in a trail behind it. Police at the time said that they had no reports of the incident, <laughs> naturally. Mr. Stewart this week detailed how he saw a similar unexplained phenomenon in 2010. He, told, <clears throat> he this week told the observer, the first time I saw it was at my friend's house on a cloudy night when this black sphere appeared and lit those clouds lime green that covered the sky. My friend was wondering if it was green fireworks, but it made no sound at all. The second occasion was during the day, around 12 noon in the same area around her house when I, no when I noticed that the same black sphere was in the air stationary, but when I wanted to get up close to it, it started, turn it started turning shape like an American football. Of sort, when it proceeded to turn colors as well, it turned into a metallic type, then slowly started floating, going east of the area, then it turned back to its sphere shape and turned back black, but this time it darted off in a, in a miraculous mock speed, and it was gone. That sounds like a classic shapeshifter. It's almost like some of these things, are when they when they shift from whatever dimension they're in, into our dimension, and they take on a physical form, sometimes it, it, sometimes it seems like maybe something goes wrong, something changes at least, and that's when you have this uh, molten uh, metal effect taking place. He says the third time I, the third time which I really got to see this thing in action, I was at my other friend's house. He stayed by the wooded area, and we heard this really loud bang outside. So all three of us went outside to figure out what was going on. We stepped outside to witness that same black sphere outside floating in the floating in the woods. He added, the real freaky part was that it that it turned black. It turned back to black in what looked like a green light emitting from the thing, and it started scanning the floor. The same lime, the same lime green color like before, but after it got through scanning the area, it stopped in midair, and the whole sphere turned lime green, changed shape from a sphere to a lime green circle, started doing some practice moves, moving extremely fast in a triangle, then it stopped again and started to expand. It quadrupled in size, then shrunk in size, and there was that loud bang again that scared my friends back into the house while I was standing there with my XT 49mm pistol in my, left, in my left hand while I still had the camera pointing and recording in shock of what I just witnessed. Mr. Stewart believes Kraft somehow interfered with his hearing during the third sighting. He kept the phone. He kept the photos of his chance sighting to show others what he had witnessed. He then took his snaps and did an online reverse image search and discovered the Kippen UFO sighting as he reported by the observer. I downloaded the photos and that's when I stumbled on the video that was posted on YouTube by that woman from Kippen and boy howdy was I in shock to find numerous photos and video of this UFO. At the weekend a, UF, a U.S. fighter jet shot down a UFO over Canadian airspace. The F-22 plane blitzed the cylinder object following the week-long Chinese spy balloons. Yeah, we know. Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah, it, this doesn't surprise me, though, because we've seen so many of these uh, UFO reports and even a few recordings of these things 
where they're shooting across the sky like some sort of meteor or some sort of just ball of fire, uh, flames trailing behind them, and as they go, they're ejecting this uh, material, is what it appears. And, and that's what this looks like. That's what this guy in Texas described. And he, along with his description, his was his classic uh, UFO shape-shifting description. There seems to be this uh, enormous uh, amount of energy release involved when these things, I don't know if it's when they come into our dimension from where they're at, or where they're traveling from some other place, you know, at such a high speed. But there is some sort of connection between um, these things <clears throat> assuming different shapes, trying to fit into our environment, whatever they're doing, and this, and this uh, unimaginable release of energy that goes along with that. I mean, you, these things could have the uh, these things could have the amount of energy of a small atomic bomb. Who knows? I mean, they're traveling at the speed of light. Um, they're doing things that that uh, violate our our known laws of physics. So they're operating at a much level higher physics than them, than what we, uh, at least the public, is aware of. And so it should be no surprise, I suppose, that these things are releasing vast quantities of energy while they do this. Which begs the question, how safe is it for our Air Force to be shooting these things down? Well, maybe maybe they're in the middle of one of these uh, transmutation phases where they're going from a solid object to uh, ephemeral object, uh, what, whatever they're doing. We don't, we don't know what they're doing, so I think it's a little bit premature maybe just to be shooting these things down. Uh, before we figure out what's going on. Now let's take a look at this next article. Now on the subject of UFO metamaterials, I did find this article on metamaterials specifically. It's from iflscience.com. It says, we could be close to controlling metamaterials with our minds. And this is by James Felton, dated June 14, 2022. It says, a team of researchers has allowed people to control metasurfaces using their thoughts. Their results are published in the journal Elite under the pleasing title Remotely Mind-Controlled Metasurface via Brainwaves. Metasurfaces for the uninitiated have nothing to do with Facebook's terrible new name. Metamaterials are substances that have properties that do not occur naturally. And that's why they're so interested in these UFO materials that come spraying out of these UFOs is because they don't, they're not made by man and they're not from this planet. <laughs> The man-made materials that they're talking about here, the man-made materials interact with sound and electromagnetic waves, including light, in ways not seen in conventional materials. The idea behind metamaterials is to mimic the way atoms interact with light, but with artificial structures much smaller than the wavelength of light itself. Boris Kumle from the University of Sydney explained to the conversation, this this way, optical properties are no longer restricted to those of the constituent materials, and can be diagnosed, and can be designed almost arbitrarily. The materials and their 2D counterpart metasurfaces have countless applications, from medical devices to invisibility cloaks. Wow, does that sound familiar? We see these UFOs so many times; just seem to phase in and out. They do seem to have invisibility cloaks. It says, and a new experiment led by Professor Shao Kuo and Professor G.F. Wong from Air Force Engineering University and Professor Chang Wei Kui from the National University of Singapore. Scientists have shown how these materials, these metamaterials, can be controlled with surprising precision remotely using signals from users' minds. So they're using people's minds 
the brainwaves that our own minds produce to control these new strange metals they've created. Sounds a lot like people having repeated experience with UFOs where they almost feel like they can communicate with these things. The team first created a metamaterial that could manipulate and adjust the scattering of light by altering the current flowing through it. Next, they used a commercial brainwave sensor module to collect and then send brainwaves wirelessly toward the remotely, remotely mind-controlled metasurface via Bluetooth. Upon the incoming brainwaves, the team wrote in their paper, the remotely mind-controlled metasurface will respond by changing its light scattering pattern. In this way, the metasurface can, remotely, can be remotely controlled by the user's mind. Imagine what they could do with this. In an extra level of cool, the control wasn't as simple as merely alternating through two different patterns of scattering. Using brainwave signals sent to the control unit as a control signal, the coding sequence on the metasurface can be altered according to the user's attention intensity, the team continued. In this way, the scattering pattern of the metasurface can be controlled remotely via the user's mind. Using different intensities of thought detectable by the, by the brainwave sensor module, users can create several different light scatter patterns on the metamaterial itself, as well as one obvious use, a neat visual measure of attention and concentration. The team believes controlling metamaterials in this way could have several real-world applications. Combined with intelligent algorithms such as machine learning, the intelligence process of the system will be further improved, the team concluded. This work can be readily extended to other mind-controlled functional or multifunctional metasurfaces and may find applications in health monitoring, 5G, 6G communications. Get that? 5G communications? Why not 4G? This is why they're so excited about getting all the 5G out. Smart sensors, etc. So this is what they're doing while you're sleeping. While you're asleep, while you're distracted with all the latest nonsense on the news, they're using uh, new metal materials, alloys, that have never been seen by man before. They didn't tell you how. They just they say they're man-made in this article. Who knows? But they have the same interest in finding those metamaterials off of UFOs. They're taking those metamaterials and they're developing devices that can be controlled by the human mind remotely, telepathically, you could say. So when we see the pictures of these UFOs spraying out this... Uh, just just uh, tail of orange uh, fire and sparks and glow and what looks like globs of metal. While the government's telling you that that's a shooting star or space junk, they've got teams out there looking for this stuff. They're collecting it. They're collecting those metamaterials because they know that they're rare and interesting uh, combinations of stuff that we probably couldn't even create ourselves. Or if we if we could, maybe they'll figure out how we do it. They know that they're that they respond to human brain waves in ways that normal metal alloys don't. So they're interested in this stuff. While they're telling you that UFOs don't exist, that those are balloons and drones, they're collecting this stuff from all different kinds of crash sites. And and this article here is we're talking about the Air Force partnering with these people. So they're taking the best and brightest from our uh, different military branches and combining them with people uh, doing private research all over the world and they're doing it clandestinely so there's no transparency, there's no chain of custody on this stuff. But the point is that while they're telling you that, that what you're seeing 
is a figment of your imagination. They're actually in the laboratory working with these metamaterials, creating who knows what. Everything from uh, invisibility cloaks to uh, memory material. Okay, let's finish up with this article right here. Now, just to bring people to a conclusion about what we're talking about here, I know I've kind of gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole in this one. You know, we started off with this with this blazing, uh, what looks like a UFO crashing over Scotland, with fire trailing behind it, uh, some type of metal material ejecting out in molten form as this thing races across the sky, first one way, then the other, then up, then down, then finally disappearing. There's a reason the government's interested in this stuff. It's not that they care about E.T., is that they care about the materials these things are made out of. And we don't know if these things are... It's almost as if they're being transmutated. That's the word that you can look up from one dimension into another. If they're coming through some sort of wormhole or what they're doing, but it's as if they're taking on this physical form as they enter our dimension. And sometimes in the process of doing that, it seems like they more or less just explode. But also what they're doing is they're bringing in all sorts of... Of, uh, of, uh, metal alloys or creating new metal alloys. It's almost like we're watching a creation process of some sort with many of these UFOs. The the old notion that these UFOs are simply a machine going from point A to point B doesn't really seem to hold water in a lot of these uh, UFO encounters and sightings. It's more like we are watching something happen in front of us. It's almost as if we're watching our worlds collide, our dimensions collide, or we're seeing something being created and changed shape, being transmutated before our eyes, before sometimes it just poofs out of existence. So the level of complication here is not at the level of Newtonian physics, it's at the level of quantum physics. And I think it's important to understand that so that we don't get off, uh, we'll get caught up in the idea of this sort of three-dimensional, you know, old notion that these things are simply uh, a batch of aliens riding in this really cool ship from you know a couple thousand light years away. I think it's it's way beyond that. It's it's exponentially more complicated than that, and that's also why it's scary when we think about uh, people on Earth, especially people uh, in the line of military who like to blow things up, getting a hold of this stuff. Because if these craft uh, are made of alloys that are complicated. Uh, exponentially beyond what we have access to, and we're just now beginning to understand that even uh, man-made metamaterials, these new types of metal alloys, are so complex and so advanced that as we just looked at, they can be controlled by human thought. Now that's a thought. Now this article here is a couple years old. It's from MilitaryTimes.com, written by John Simpkins, dated October 25th, 2019. Title says, Army partners with former Blink-182 founders, UFO research company, to study alien technology. Much like the universe, the military's affiliation with alien-related subject matter appears to be ever-expanding. In 2017, the Pentagon confirmed the existence of a program that existed from 2007 to 2012. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that was dedicated solely to investigating reports of UFO sightings. The Navy then verified the authenticity of a declassified 2015 video released by former Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLonge to the Stars Academy 
featuring a bizarre encounter between Navy pilots and a high-speed, low-altitude, unidentified flying object. So let's just get this on the record. This is from Military Times. It was Tom DeLonge and his company, To the Stars Academy, that released that 2015 UFO video. I heard somebody, I heard, it was on YouTube, but it was on a, a pretty big channel I saw, where they, I believe it was, where they incorrectly reported that this was from another website. But let's try to be, let's try to correctly establish the chain of custody as much as we know. So the first link in the chain of custody that we're aware of, well, the first one after the Navy would, of course, have been Tom DeLonge and To the Stars of Academy. The Navy then verified the authenticity of a declassified 2015 video released by former Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy featuring a bizarre encounter between Navy pilots and high-speed, low-altitude, unidentified flying object. Of course, Tom released that on his YouTube channel and all over the place, and they spliced their watermark of their company all over that thing. That's called free publicity, all right? Millions and millions of dollars worth of fleet publicity. With I don't know if they're a nonprofit or whatever, but that 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 video right there was effectively monetized. It says this April the Navy confirmed it was drafting a fleet-wide message to establish guidelines for pilots and other military personnel to report UFO sightings. The culmination of a surge in what the Navy called a series of intrusions by advanced aircraft on Navy carrier strike groups. So you can kind of see the narrative beginning to change. Clear back in 2019, they're starting to call these things invaders. Now the Army, or intruders I guess you could say, now the Army has joined the extraterrestrial fray in a big way, inking a contract with DeLong's TTSA to collaborate in the study of exotic metals that both parties hope will lead to the development of advanced technologies. Been three and a half years, man. We haven't heard a word, but they did ink a contract, so that's what you call. And, and of course, who who is Tom's company loaded up with? Well, people like Louis Elizondo, uh, I believe Chris Mellon, I think Hal Puthoff might be an advisor. He's got a lot of former... Uh, defense contractors, intelligence people, what we'd call deep staters, in his company. So there's the door, going in a circle, retire from the Pentagon, go to work for Tom, get a contract with the Pentagon. Pretty slick, huh? Oh, and the History Channel while you're at it. As part of the agreement, the Army's ground vehicle system and ground vehicle survivability and protection component will lend research resources, including laboratories, to TTSA, which in turn will leverage what the company asserts are alien metals capable of enhancing the effectiveness of Army vehicles. Well, that's nice. I mean, some people, when they find a, a lump of metal from a UFO, get a visit by men in black, and then the metal goes away. Other people get to ink a multi-million dollar contract with the U.S. government. That's what it looks like. I don't know. To the Stars claim, to the stars claims to have acquired, designed, or produced these metals, which can offer an array of futuristic modifications like active camouflage, beamed energy propulsion, inertial mass reduction, and quantum communication. Details on how or where DeLong's company acquired these materials are not provided. The TTSA has acquired material from such various sources and does not comment on the specifics of each sample, said Carrie DeLong, TTSA's chief content officer and Tom's sister. So, you have a guy and his sister get a hold of these metal samples. Somehow, we don't know where they came from, but then they're able to rent them out to the USO for U.S. Army for how much? The Army will make a six hundred or $750,000 commitment to TTSA research 
as part of the five-year collaboration. Our partnership with TTSA serves as an exciting and non-traditional source for novel materials and transformational technologies to enhance our military ground system capabilities. Dr. Joseph Cannon, Product Manager of Science and Technology for Vehicle Protection Systems Divisions of this GVCS said in a TTSA press release. So, and then it goes on here. It says, uh, former military intelligence official Louis Elizondo, who now works for the Longs TTSA, after reportedly spearheading the ATIP, well, convenient, told Political in April that the military's determination to keep such encounters quiet could be detrimental. Well, it could be detrimental, but Louis going right along with it, man. If you were in a busy airport and see something, you were supposed to say something, he said. With our own military members, it is kind of the opposite. If you do see something, don't say something. What happens in five years if it turns out these are extremely advanced Russian aircraft? You know, I think that Louis knows that these aren't extremely advanced Russian aircraft. That's just kind of silly. What it turns out, what you know, it, if you see something, uh, say something. If you do see something, don't say something. No, I think it's if you see something, blow it up now. Recent measures taken by the Army and Navy would suggest, at least on the surface, an acknowledgement of the concerns of those like Elizondo. Notice the, the narrative beginning to shift here. And who's it shifting with? Well, it's shifting with Louis Elizondo. Louis Elizondo, the guy that shows up to... UFO uh, conventions and talks about aliens and ETs and all kinds of cool stuff. But what's it, what's it, what's it, like talking about with these guys that he worked with, ATEP? Russians, Russia, 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 blow them up. See, you can't have it both ways. It says, Elizondo, who told the mother word in September that he was heartened by the Navy's new position to address this issue in a serious manner and without the distraction of the social stigma that this phenomena seems to attract. Well, we can only hope. But I think you can see what's going on here. We have, we have the different ways that the government treats this phenomena. You have this UFO spinning out of control, spewing off metamaterial in Scotland, and nobody sees anything. It happens in Texas. Nobody sees anything. Uh, we have a UFO maybe show up over Alaska or the Yukon or Lake Huron. And, well, let's shoot it down and blow it up before anybody can find it. But if there is any interesting material that's recovered from one of these things, then don't, don't approach it in a publicly transparent way. Don't do that. No, we want to, we want to, first thing we want to do is we want to uh, make the chain of custody very opaque. Make it disappear. Send in some people to buy the material, to collect the material, to take the material. And then don't bring that to a government lab somewhere. We can work on it uh, under the supervision uh, of the taxpayers. Why no? Give that material to a for-profit company or a private company or a private non-profit company, however you want to say it, where they are immune to FOIA request. And then we will cooperate with them, conspire with them, to do whatever we want to with this material. Everything from mind control experiments to invisibility cloaks. That's how we'll do it. We'll do it in secret. We'll do it under the cover of darkness. We won't talk about it. We'll just kind of create a little tiny limited hangout somewhere. But then we'll do the really cool stuff behind the walls and underground labs. That's what we'll do. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.